live from inside a gender pay gap. It's Business Pants Friday show here at October 27th Studios featuring some of your favorites. Ari the Data Queen, Jesse the Money Whisperer, and I am your analyst, Hall Matt Muscardi. Uh, Damien has the sniffles. Mm. Yep. I mean, we are alive actual, and alive. The, but the not actual Damien. sniffles. He's got he's got a scratchy throat and the sniffles. So um, feel better. On today's weekly wrap up, Israel over Lewiston, billionaire pays millions. Ooh, engine number one does a big number two, <laughs> and Chipotle passes on costs and E. coli for efficiency <laughs> and so much more. That's what you have in store. We're going to do our normal weekly roundup with just the three of us, which is story of the week, goodliest of the week, ass holiest of the week, and exhaustingest of the week. Uh-oh. Chipotle being on there. I had to pick I, it I for you, Look, them, so I'm just going to say, right off the bat, I'm immediately triggered by Chipotle. <laughs> I have not entered a Chipotle since those stories broke. Like, what was that? Ten years ago? <laughs> eight years ago? Like, E. coli and Chipotle. The first so. wave of E. coli, you mean? I was out. I was like, mm. done. I'm never coming back here. I'm done. This is basically Poop Palace, and I'm not coming back. Um, no. Today's show is brought to you by FreeFlowAnalytics.com. In fact, FreeFlowAnalytics.com, which you can currently get a lot of free data there, mm-hmm. supplied a whole bunch of data for stuff I'm going to talk about later on. So you can see what kind of data it's got and how useful it is. Yeah. um, That's your teaser. But let's get on with the show because no one wants to hear anything I have to say. Here we go. First up, story of the week. Um, I, I did the stories of the week and I will say this, it's hard for me not to just do asshole of the week, <laughs> an extension, of an your... extension of that into stories of the week <laughs> or see everyone as assholes. Your first story of the week, mass shootings don't even oh, rate, well, um, crazy. while we have outrage about Harvard students and their misguided feelings about Hamas or whatever they think about Palestine and Israel and how quickly Penn's president um, is getting getting pressure to get fired because they didn't say thoughts and prayers fast enough. Uh-huh. Billionaires are lining up to teach all these woke institutions all about how like we're the donor class and we're gonna. Meanwhile, this is the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. this year. Eighteen killed oh. so far mm-hmm. in Maine in shooting. Suspects still at large. The fact that it's just this year too. Damien in his sniffly. <laughs> moment was reading uh, and saw it was mentioned twice in the Wall Street Journal and once somewhere else and there have been zero CEO statements about the mass shootings. Bill Ackman has not gone on Twitter and said we demand that you know like uh, we defund weapons companies or Mm -hmm. we're going to use our billions to influence policy. None of that we're just so immune at this point. It's so normalized to have a person take a sniper rifle mm-hmm. with 308 caliber bullets, walk into a bowling alley on a random night, and just shoot people. That is so normal in this country that our outrage is reserved exclusively for college students mm. who are idiots, not for that. That's chilling. Yeah. So that's what we're going to kick off with. That's our Lovely. first story of the week. That's uh, that's what's happening here in uh, the U.S. So if you're not in the U.S., 
um, be glad you do, you can go to bowling alleys and not worry about that. Yeah. Um, our second other another U.S. focused story: the anti woke Speaker of the House is elected. Oh, yeah, it happened on Wednesday. Um, it happened on Wednesday, I think. Um, uh, there's Sad. a new Speaker of the House in the United States. It is in the House of Representatives, Mike Johnson, who nobody Louisiana nobody knew about is him it, before this. Yep. Um, Our, I saw the state and I was like, oh, this can't be good. Well, he's like young, insane Mike Pence. That's mm. kind of what he looks like. Um, but here's why he's the anti-woke speaker of the House. Here's here's just some of the headlines about Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, a climate science skeptic, is the speaker nominee. That was before he actually won. Rep Mike Johnson, a Louisianan who has received more campaign money from the oil and gas industry over the course of his seven-year <laughs> congressional career than any other industry. Mm. So his top donors are oil and gas. Um, House Speaker Mike Johnson's first big bill cuts Biden's climate change funding. That's what he did this morning. His first act was that. Okay. Um, the first major I'll legislation uh, House Republicans passed under newly installed Speaker Mike Johnson would cut billions of dollars in consumer rebates for energy efficiency upgrades, including oh, the Infrastructure um, Act that Biden passed. So... He doesn't want your house to stay warm. Like energy efficiency, regardless of what you think about climate change, energy efficiency can have nothing to do with climate change. Right. It literally right. has to do with putting money back in your, your pocket, pocket because you saved it, not spending it on energy. And also, yeah. like when you use the credits, you hire local businesses to come make your House more efficient. By definition, oh have gosh. to hire them. You have <laughs> you you can't do this. You can't be using, like I'll do the work. You, you can't ask Alexa to do this for you. <laughs> this is um this is something and so you you yeah that's uh, uh well you you know I got lost at Mike Johnson a science skeptic. <laughs> I don't care if it's climate science any. <laughs> Science. He's a science skeptic. What well, does that even mean? You're going to like this headline then. I'll just skip to it. Um, before Mike Johnson became House Speaker, he lobbied for a Noah's Ark theme park. No. And, oh. and it's exactly how you picture it. Religion in fact, is science. Already. In fact, the theme park, um, it, it, it was supposed what, to be- What, does everyone die there? <laughs> how is that a, How no. is that entertaining? Two of every animal survives oh, there, oh. including- dinosaurs <laughs> which were put on Noah's Ark and um, uh, it had statistics and facts such as and I say facts loosely here <laughs> the earth is 6,000 years old dinosaurs coexisted with mammals what? all sorts of fun stuff this is yeah insane. he uh, lobbied pretty hard for that um, oh my uh, gosh what are we doing has he said anything about the shootings uh, yeah, he did say something about the shootings. Actually, he said um, he said uh, this is a time for prayer, of course. and then he said that's all um, uh, we're going to say about that. Okay, and then he walked away from the camera. That was pretty much his statement on the shootings. Wow, because prayers have helped. Yeah, that's been proven. It's really useful, actually. Our yeah. new speaker. Yeah. yeah. Great. Wow. Um, and that uh, that I doesn't include the fact that he has a lot of hot takes on DEI. Obviously, he he clearly loves the gays. Um, but he did actually work as an accountant for a crisis pregnancy center that used a van to find pregnant women to uh, basically try to find them and convince them not to have abortions. So oh, it was, uh, one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Now, so like when you talk about, you know, like 
this isn't my lived experience. More but if, you're, if you're like a, a, a woman who sees a white van and you're out alone somewhere, that's like not a happy moment no. for you. That's like a terrifying moment. Like, hmm. And then when like someone comes out and says, don't get an abortion, right. I feel like you should feel both relieved and extra terrified. I'm right. not sure. Especially if they can tell you're pregnant just by looking at you. In a van. It's like, yeah. what, right? Like, I was so much more paranoid, actually, when I was pregnant of weird things happening, probably because of our political climate. But, yeah, that is, that's beyond. So, um, our anti-woke speaker of the House. That'll mm. be fun. He hasn't weighed in on any ESG stuff. In fact, he's only um, sponsored, in seven years, he's sponsored two bills. He's co-sponsored a bunch, but he's sponsored two. Both bills were basically extremist anti-abortion, anti-women's health care oh. bills. So it's the only two things he's really weighed in on. Otherwise, he votes with hardline conservatives and seems to have no takes. Like, and, like this is a person that got elected? I just... I think he got elected as sort of a like, oh my God, like we look like idiots. We just need to elect somebody and shut Matt Gates up. I mean... Matt Gates and what? Was it 12... I think it's like, yeah, eight or 12, yeah, um, uh, super hardliners. I mean, ideologues, right? Like, it's American Taliban. Um, So that's uh, story number two. Story number three is a a little bit of an upper, depending on your (laughs) point of view. All right. Icelandic women to strike over gender pay gap. Woohoo! Okay. All right, so this is the first time I've ever seen a demographic strike like this is this is not like that's yeah I, like I, unless you're talking about the civil rights movement which is not quite a strike it's kind of like a, a movement a political movement right. and there's like you know there's marches and things like that it was made up of strikes yeah it's like sort of like a collective a action but not right. like it's focused on right. a strike this is a very focused strike um, first of all, I want to shame the editor of this piece in Forbes for adding on the subtitle that women are striking, quote, despite having one of the smallest gender pay gaps. Ooh, doesn't matter. As like they should be thankful. A, yeah, like, oh, well, they're striking, but they, they have more money than how other women. They? Like, how dare they? It's, it's like, come on, come on. So uh, let's go out on a limb here. This is a man. No, it was, well, the author was a a woman, but I don't know who the editor was. Like, you don't know who the editor Mm -hmm. of the the pieces are. So, um, and you don't know who added that, but shame on them. Um, But here's why I picked it as story of the week. The strike will happen on Tuesday of this coming week, and it will include the prime minister of Iceland, Katrin Jakobsdieter, which Mm. I'm sure I'm saying her last name wrong. So I'm just calling her Katrin. She's basically the Jacinda of Europe. Um, and she Good is joining her. the strike. In fact, she's urging all women in parliament to join the strike. And the strike is uh, um, is targeting, it's asking women and non-binary people to stop all work on Tuesday, including household errands and yes. child care. No child care. I've never uh, heard of a strike that also happens at home. Yeah, it's a strike everywhere. 
because that's their work I'm also. On strike today. Well, that's part of the strike. Part of yeah. it is the unpaid labor yeah. um, that happens. And there, uh, and currently Iceland has a, basically a 10% pay gap. It's 90 cents on the dollar to, to, to men. And Iceland, if this works, I mean, they'll be the first, they must be the first country to have like parity if this, if anyone right. pays attention. But they can, they're effectively going to shut down the entire That's country. Awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so starting at the top, the prime minister joining in. Mm-hmm. I don't That's think I've amazing. ever seen that. Like, a, yeah. a, like a, Biden showed up at the picket line, but he didn't strike I know, with the workers. He was there for right. like tens Moral of minutes, support. if that. Yeah. And then it was all over the news. Oh my God, this moment in American politics, the president shows up at a picket line. And, and then, it. and then like he left. Right. And then he like, and, th- and the strike kept going. Right. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then number four, and this one I just tacked on at the end because um, I couldn't help myself. Uh, the number four story is we're all definitely dead. Hmm. Um, here is the headline that I saw. Mark Zuckerberg thinks pessimists tend to be right, but optimists tend to succeed and get the most done. Here's what the pessimists who tend to be right are saying. Google AI boss says AI is an existential threat to humankind. Oh. We're talking about climate change. Elon Musk. Elon Musk being like a horrible human being. We talk about social media and the ills of social media. The pessimists are saying lots of stuff about how nothing's good right. so much right, right now. Right. Here's what the optimists are saying. Um, the Mark Andreessen techno optimist manifesto. Oh my God. Where, so I did something for this, something we don't usually do on this show. But I actually went to Speechify, which is an AI speech generator, uh-huh. and it can clone voices. Oh. So the thing I did was I fed it Mussolini, oh. the Italian fascist dictator, into the cloning part. And I, then I fed it some text from Mark Andreessen's Techno Optimist Manifesto. So this is mm. Mussolini doing an English version of <laughs> Mark Andreessen's techno-optimist enemies list. Oh my God. We have enemies. Our present society has been subjected to a mass demoralization campaign for six decades against technology and against life under varying names like existential risk, sustainability, ESG, that sustainable sense. development so- goals, <laughs> social responsibility, <gasps> stakeholder capitalism, Gets a little wonky here. principle, trust and safety. Yee. Tech ethics. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's all it's all way too handle. real. Yeah, that's terrifying. Trust. So those safety. are your four stories of the week. Um, oh. It is mass shootings don't even rate. Anti woke speaker of the house is elected. Mm. Icelandic women to strike over gender pay gap, and we're definitely all dead. Damn, if this Mark is Zuckerberg is depressing, right. depressing, worse. One good thing, and then just kill us all. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go with the speaker of the house because I cannot uh, believe that's who they picked after three weeks. Jesse, did you just choose what was right before I, I, I voted? Did. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, Damien likes this to be exciting, so <laughs> because he's missing, I'm gonna go with mass shootings. Don't even rate. Oh, the, uh, so look, I picked all of these, so they're all actually the trick here is they're all correct. 
Um, I'm, I'm now you break, get to break the tie. I get to break the tie, that means. I'm actually picking Icelandic women to strike over oh. gender pay gap. And I'm picking no that consensus. because... Um, that's right. Thank you, audience. That is, that's, that's the right response. Because... I mean, first of all, mass shootings, this is the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. this year. Mm -hmm. And there's been like 50, right? Like this is so, and the, and the demand for CEOs to say something about everything at this point, And then they, the one thing they don't talk about being this is just so obviously, you know, like we're, we're, we're naturalized to this. I think there's been over 300 actually. Oh yeah, I mean, this year, it's a, like it's insane. an insane number. It's an insane number. Um, that the Republicans picked a bananas like uh, American Taliban is just like also we're naturalized too. This is the Trump era, and then us definitely being all dead. The only reason why I picked that story was to basically play <laughs> an AI Mussolini clone. So Icelandic women striking over gender pay, I feel like, is the big story. Which means. We're on to, what are we on to? Goodliest. Yeah. Yeah, let's do so some goodliest. I had so many stories for you guys this week. And you only chose three. And I only chose three. I had like six. That's narrowed down. Come on, make us happy. All right, here we go. We're going to start with California. New California laws mandate climate disclosures for both private and public Ooh. companies. Ooh. California enacted major climate-related disclosure laws. And I really liked how this particular article phrased this. This month, California, as the world's fourth largest economy, joined other jurisdictions by requiring companies doing business within its borders mm. to report greenhouse gas emissions and climate-related financial risks. That's like, great. This is a ton of companies, right? It's every. It's got to be every company for the most part, yeah. So, you know, California, way to go, hopefully. Um, I know that Illinois, Colorado, and Minnesota have set some type of mandate like this but this is definitely the broadest like i think minnesota's for example only affects companies in the banking industry but yeah so i got really pumped about this i did see that montana is appealing the kids who won the lawsuit oh. um that says they're liable for yeah, climate yeah. damage um montana is currently appealing that ruling well. Like, which was obvious, it, which means it'll go to the Supreme Court and it'll be decided by Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence uh, Thomas. Okay, this is goodliest of the week. Save that for <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> um, moving on, number two. Do you guys remember Nikola, the truck and car oh, yeah. uh -huh. manufacturer? So their stock surges 9% after disgraced founder and ex-CEO, Trevor Milton ordered was ordered to repay $165 million. Wow. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in December of 2021, Nikola agreed to pay the SEC $125 million to settle charges that it defrauded investors by misleading them about its products, technical capacity, and business prospects. Uh, Milton left the company prior to that in 2020, but he was convicted of fraud related to the false statements. And now 
he himself is being held mm. accountable financially. All right, so this is, it's been two and a half, three years, right? Yes. Since, Since this happened. Since the scandal, yep. Um, which means that the stories broke about Elon Musk and how he basically exaggerated everything about everything he's ever done. What? Six months ago, mm-hmm. eight months ago. Yeah, is this gonna be the? There's hope. So then, then this would suggest there might be hope. That's what I was thinking too. Except that I don't think us. anyone's gonna call him a disgraced founder because, no. um, because there's some other companies he hasn't disgraced yet, <laughs> <laughs> like the boring company because they don't do anything. No, they made a flamethrower. That you're right. They did dig a hole once. Yeah, That's really once. it's really hard to. Uh, although they're mildly disgraced because when they dug the hole. First of all, the hole they dug is in Las Vegas and it has traffic, right? Like, so it was dug to get rid of the traffic and it has traffic. And then second of all, they made no escape routes out of the hole. So if there's like a fire in it, you can't get out and there's no safety. Yeah, it's basically a nightmare hole. You sign a waiver. That one's pretty good. Um, Dude, come on. A founder ordered to repay money. We like this. I mean, how how much did he make? Yeah, how much is he worth? Oh, there we go. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) there we go. Listen, what he has to pay. It's a good precedent. What he has to pay is more than what the company had to pay the SEC. Yeah, yeah. You you fraud, you're fraudulent, then you should have to pay. 165 million. Come on. I like this. All right. And last but not least, CVS (laughs) to pull certain cold medicines containing decongestant phenylephrine phenylephrine from store shelves. A month ago, and this is funny because Matt's wife actually sent me this article when the FDA first, when this story first came out about phenylephrine. A month ago, a panel of advisors to the FDA unanimously determined that the main ingredient used in over-the-counter cold and allergy medication doesn't actually work to clear up congested noses when taken orally. Right. So all that crap you're buying, it doesn't work. What if you're taking it wrong? What if you're like my child who puts everything in her nose? (laughs) Well, maybe it does work then. (laughs) But this is a, I mean, this is a big deal. According to data compiled by the FDA staff, retail stores in the U.S. sold 242 million of these bottles, which was up 30% from the from 2021, from the year prior. This generated $1.8 billion in sales last year. So is it just a placebo that's happening? What's, well, so or it's actually not. This drug is found in, a lot of cold medicines that also have other drugs. Okay. Right? Where they're saying that this particular drug does not do anything. Does not need to be right. in there. So CVS has pulled all the products that only contain mm. phenylephrine as their only active, active. ingredient. Okay. Um, the FDA has not decided whether to remove these products from the market or not. Uh, CVS is, I know, right? Like, they said it doesn't work. I know. I know. What are you I know. doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Um, but an example of a product was Sudafed PE. So if you have that oh. in your uh, closet, in your medicine cabinet, which I do, throw it out. It doesn't do anything. Um, this is just bananas. They just want uh, a way to get dyes, blue dyes, red dyes, orange dyes into your body. <laughs> Conspiracy. Uh, can you? Can we actually, 30% increase in sales from 2021. 
Doesn't that seem roughly around when people like stopped caring about COVID, but still got COVID and they probably went out and they were like, I'm going to get my Sudafed. Yep. That'll take care of whatever I'm sneezing. Right. Meanwhile, it doesn't work. And you just spread COVID, you jerk. It doesn't. Nothing. <laughs> this was so mind-blowing. All right. So we got three stories to choose from New California law mandated climate disclosure. Um, I think actually the big deal about that one is it's both private and public. Yeah. Private. private is a private. big deal. There's no data on private. Nikola's stock surges 9%. Oh, well, really, it's Trevor Milton paying $165 right. million. Uh, And CVS pulling cold medicine from the shelves because it doesn't work. I can't before being told what to do. But I can't in good conscience pick a company that (laughs) took something off the shelf because it didn't work. Shouldn't they do that? Isn't that like baseline? Yeah, but you want to be Tylenol, not Toyota, right? Like you want to be proactive about it. You don't want to wait until you're celebrating doing the thing you're supposed to do, like instead of not doing the thing. Wow, you really hyped up these good articles. Yeah, you hyped them up way too much. Jesse, what are you voting for? I'm going with California. Yes. California is the right answer. It's the only uh, answer. I sent her a really good one. She decided know, she, not to use it. She so. deleted mine too. I had. I don't know, you know what you guys are talking about. New Haven planting 5,000 trees. I know. And then it's, I would have said it on here. You guys would have been like, what are we doing celebrating trees? That's not going to change anything. Look, I'm going to say this. I'm a sucker when the when the like trillion tree thing came out like three or four years ago. Yeah. I am. I am. I don't know why, but I am a sucker for it. I know the science says like it's it, it'll do something but not for years it's not effective enough it's no, too slow and all that kind of stuff but I love the idea of forests and it's kind of like I don't really care yeah. that it totally solves climate by itself plant the fucking it's trees better I, 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 I yeah. want to walk through trees yeah. right exactly because the social science says it has a immediate impact to the community when you mm. and, and 70% of those 5,000 trees that are being going to be planted in uh, New Haven are going to be along the streets. So sidewalks. So Matt's voting for trees. So even if can it's I change my vote, vote to the one that I picked that you deleted? No, I can't. Which means, which means you're all stuck listening to Asshole List of the Week. Alright. This week, I've got three. Sometimes I have five, sometimes I have four. This week, I have just three. I spared you. All right. The uh, first. They look a little lengthy. Yeah, the first asshole of the week is engine number one, which what? I think I want to call engine number two now. Um, <laughs> because this is from last week, and we talked about this on the show. Exxon bought U.S. rival Pioneer um, Natural Resources for just under $60 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, Exxon's. Uh, one time, this is the headline, Exxon's one-time adversary, engine number one, unanimously backed the deal, right? So, um, and Exxon's $60 billion bet on fossil fuels proves we're failing at the energy transition. Uh, this week, that same board voted to raise the dividends after posting a $9.1 billion profit. Wow. Not the most profitable they've ever been, but they're raising the dividend, making them more attractive to investors. Basically, dividends and buybacks is the greatest way you can grease investors' palms. You don't want them to be pissed off, give them a dividend or a buyback. Um, But look, the context here is engine number one rose to fame by putting a quote-unquote environmentally friendly board in place at Exxon. All the headlines were about that. And they did that 
while they had 1% of the shares. They had like very small shareholdings and they convinced other institutional investors to go along with them and nominate a slate to the Exxon board. It actually cost Exxon number one $20 million in going around and getting sort of people's buy-in and selling their directors and all that kind of stuff. And they used it to launch their vote ETF, which is an exchange-traded fund where they buy the S&P 500 and they vote for environmentally friendly policies for any of the companies where they have a shareholder vote. And they're supposed to vote for more diversity and all sorts of sort of like leftist wokey things. Uh In fact, it was the template for Strive and their anti-woke S&P 500 ETF. But here's a clip. I'm a, it's a clip show for me today. I'm pulling clips and like doing stuff. Apparently I have nothing else to do. Um, it, this is a clip from our show, June 3rd, 2021. Yes, because we've been doing shows for that long. This was my hot take on engine number one during a, a Nuggets show, ready? So in our, who says I'm not wearing pants? I'm wearing pants. Are you implying that I as emperor am not wearing pants? These Ooh, pants I, were I, made by the finest tailors. I am fully clothed, Emperor, whose pants are clearly visible. Headline of the week. <laughs> I don't know Climate. what's going on, but I like it. <laughs> Climate activists defeat Exxon in push for clean energy. So climate activists. Look, I like a good gaslighting as much as the next person who doesn't like a good gaslighting, but this smells like knee-deep, 4,000-pound steer manure. Oily Greg Goff spent 30 years (laughs) fighting carbon regulations, gets a board seat on a board where he already has connections. He's like one phone call away from the board, and it's somehow a climate win. That's what I had to say back then. And now it's looking like somebody was right. I don't know who, I don't know who, what, what show everybody should be listening to, but somebody was right. And I don't know who it was because here's Exxon's environmental air quote board today. Greg Goff, 5% influence, according to Free Float Analytics. Karsner, 4% influence. Hytala, 4% influence. Those are the, the three, three that the directors slate. that were on the slate from engine number one. They have a collective 13% influence over the board. Ooh. Meanwhile, Darren Woods, the CEO, is 26% influence, and Andrew Braley has 12%. Exxon actually expanded the board size to dilute director power and oh. consolidate it with the executive and the long-term directors. And the incoming directors that they added were actually all connected to existing directors. So the board is currently 62% connected. Nearly two-thirds of the board is connected within two phone calls. This is your environmental win. And here's the backdrop. In the last two weeks, engine number one closed its deal to sell its vote fund that it launched with this slate to TCW, another asset manager. They are not doing it anymore. They sold the whole thing. So what the fuck wow. was this? The whole no. point was just a giant marketing campaign yeah. and to launch themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and damn, they succeeded. And they definitely succeeded. But, but the 
Wall Street Journal like hailed this as a positive? The Wall Street this? Journal. This is everyone did. It was everywhere for months. It was it was a, it was a talk of like this is the future of proxy voting. This is like environmental wind. Environmental activists are finally making headway. They changed. They added energy people to an energy company board. Dil- then those people got diluted out anyway. <laughs> and now currently Exxon is drilling for more oil than it has in decades. Way to go. So Engine number two it is. Engine number yeah. one, you took a giant engine number two. My second um, story is really short, um, and it goes back to uh, this story of the week about ma- how mass shootings don't rate. This was the story I saw. A doxing truck displaying names and faces of affiliates it calls anti-Semites comes to Columbia. The group Accuracy in Media, which is a conservative front group, who I'm sure is funded. I don't know how the funding works. I didn't get into it, but it's funded by all sorts of people. They have been driving around college campuses. Every kid that has signed a pledge about like, you know, be nice to Palestinians, everything like, you know, stupid stuff about like, you know, not condemning Hamas all the way to like, can we just be nice to Palestinians? Right. Right. Are there? Can there please be a ceasefire so people can get some aid? Yeah, exactly. Once, um, once Bill Ackman and the billionaire class attacked them and said, "We'll never hire you. We want the names of these people." Yeah. That's what they said on Twitter. Accuracy and media rented these trucks or, or or got these trucks and are now displaying names and faces wow. of college students at the college campuses with the giant word anti-Semites. Like, do you want to know who the anti-Semites are? Terrible. And meanwhile, the billionaires are still at it. At it. This headline broke um, yesterday. Billionaire Leon Cooperman, whose name, I don't know, you, you guys weren't on the show then, but Leon Cooperman was one of our early favorite billionaires because oh. he went, he basically... Uh, was really petulant and angry that uh, Elizabeth Warren wanted to raise taxes on rich people. And he was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, He uh, is cutting off donations to Colombia now over student protests of the Israel-Hamas war. So you've got, um, they're cutting off donations to Penn, Harvard, um, Columbia, any school where a student oh voices any contra- contrary opinion. Oh Regardless, God, I don't care what the... So I don't care whether or not the opinions are warranted. I think, like, if you don't... If you can't... You can't say that um, it's not okay for these left-wingers to say a conservative like a Ben Shapiro can't show up on campus and give a talk, right? You get really upset... Right. Because it's all about free speech, and we yell at them. And then you go out and say, "Oh, I'm cutting off my billions because you said something I don't right. like." Mm, I mean, right. it's the same thing. Um, so that's your second um, set of assholes. And number three, this one's totally <laughs> self-serving, but this matters, people. Anyone not buying free flow analytics data? You're currently asshole of the week. That's correct. Well, if I could move to the sound effects board fast enough while I'm talking. Um, oh, this is a big cheer. Thank yeah, you, that's audience. Right. That's right. That's they're, correct. They know what's up. It's almost like they're on our side. It's almost like I'm controlling them. Um, here's why I picked this. I did a little quick case study this morning. There are about 30 non-SPAC or fund-related proxy statements, F14As, in the U.S. that were filed in the last seven days, okay? 
14 of those companies are really tiny or subsidiaries or they don't show up in the in the data because you know they're they're new they IPO'd they're, mm-hmm. they're just super tiny that means there are 16 in free flow analytics data here's your stats on those 16 44 percent are totalitarian boards meaning they're dual class companies they have dual class dictators they're fake public fake public nearly half of them fake public. nearly half of them are fake public companies wow there were 151 directors represented um fewer that you get to vote on because uh, a number of them are classified mm. 128 directors we actually had data enough data to show performance metrics on ah. There were zero shareholder proposals filed at these companies. And the reason why this is important is because when you go to ISS or Glass-Lewis, the thing you get from them often, the most you know, well-researched thing, is how to vote on a shareholder proposal. Uh-huh. Then they have like broad policy stuff that they'll execute on directors. But 96% of the time, they say vote for a director. Right. That means directors are your only vote here and you have no other data on these individual directors. These are 128 directors, 151, where you have basically no individual data on them. Mm. So let's talk about at least a couple of them. One being one of the worst performers, a guy named Max Levchin. He's former PayPal mafia. He's the current founder and tech bro at a firm who does buy now, pay later. Mm. Otherwise known as layaway, <laughs> otherwise known as payday lending. Um, a firm has been operating 11 years. It's been public for two and they have never been profitable. It's like the Uber of finance. Oh. Like they can't figure out how to make any money doing lending. Like we yeah. figured this out, people. Right. Just, there's a banking, there's a bank system. You, what, we figured it out. Um, but that didn't stop their seven non-executive directors from paying themselves $200,000 each. One of them got um, uh, $747,000 wow. um, in this proxy. Uh, Lev Chin paid himself, um, since he controls the company, $451 million in 2021 in options. He takes no salary, but he does still somehow... This is a company, like, who fucking knows this company? This is a company, he gets $300,000 a year in personal security. Last year, it was $480,000 he spent on personal security. What's he scared of? Maybe it's just from from his PayPal mafia. He really is mafia, yeah. The Consumer Finance Protection Bureau found that a firm, among other buy now, pay later companies, were effectively predatory. Quote, Mm -hmm. buy now, pay later is engineered to encourage consumers to purchase more and borrow more. As a result... Borrowers can easily end up taking out several loans within a short time frame at multiple lenders, and those debts may have effect on Probably other like debts. Probably like a 30% interest rate to pay it back to. Five. And they, and they haven't made it. Pro- like, yeah. They haven't, they haven't made any money. Yeah. How do you, so how, yeah. So you're an investor in this company. They just dropped your proxy. You haven't. That company has not made any money yet. They are still net negative. They're using your IPO money to lose more every single year paying themselves considerably well. And five of the eight board members, according to Free Flow Analytics data, bat below 100 on earnings wow. across all boards they've ever been on. <laughs> and the entire board bats under 500 on TSR, Oof. meaning not only do the directors sit on boards or companies that don't make money, but they don't give you anything for your stock either. You're losing everywhere. And you wouldn't know about this. 
There's no, there's zero reason for an investor to be happy with this company. Yeah. But you wouldn't know you're going to vote 96% for because you didn't buy mm. free flow analytics data and get all the data shameful. all the time. Yeah, shameful. That's right. That's, the audience is laughing at you. That's who they're laughing at. Is that, team, is that aggressive sales? I feel like that's aggressive. You might... You might get told that, yeah. Tone, tone it down. Um, all right, those are your three stories. Engine number two, uh, the doxing trucks displaying kids' names and anyone not buying free flow analytics data. I can't believe this doxing truck thing. I wish it existed for, you know, people that are corporate overlords, right? People that... Free flow analytics yep. is yep. the doxing truck yep. of our corporate we overlords. Exactly. Only those are do. the people we're supposed to know about, not the kids who make right. stupid decisions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, oh, man. Oh, man. Engine number one just really got me this week. Oh, we're going with engine number one for you. I can't believe... That's All right, I'm going to keep it interesting and campaign. go with free flow analytics. Yeah, um, so the, I cannot believe you turned down an opportunity to basically to promote. just prom, tr promote the best data set that's ever that come out. That you created. <laughs> that you built. You went with. That would have been too obvious. <laughs> the right answer here is free flow analytics data, which means we can move on and go to exhaustingest of the week. As if you weren't already exhausted. Come on, Jesse. Yeah, make us they're not, not happier. They're not so bad Good. this week. There's one that really Maybe gets me going. But well, if it's Chipotle, if Chipotle's on here. Chipotle is I'm on here, so up. brace yourself. But <laughs> we'll, we'll like ease Chipotle. in with something that is not going to surprise any of us. So here's the headline. Shell boss to cut jobs from low carbon division. Oh, not again. Why, Yael Sawan? Is that how you say his name, Matt? Uh, I'll say yes. as if Yael Sawan plans to shrink the number of staff working on low carbon solutions by around 200 next year. Yet, the company said it remains committed to investing in viable low-carbon business models, oh, but you don't get any money to do so. You hear the hedge there, though. Viable low-carbon yeah. businesses. That's like there's a lot of wiggle room. That, like, we don't think that's viable. So, But yeah. they're keep, but they're not cutting anyone from, like, carbon sequestration. Like, that was one of the things that gets to keep its employees, oh. which is unproven, not viable. Actually, I think it's not proven, proven not viable. to work. Yeah. 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 So that was confusing. And... Just in case you were wondering, Shell posted quarter three adjusted earnings of $9.45 billion. Oh. But they need more profit. That's going to so come they have money. from cutting 200 employees in their low carbon solution. Where's engine number two department. when you need them? Can you imagine being one of those 200 people knowing that they could have easily kept your job, but they actually chose to? And this guy, this guy took over and said he's going to start focusing on drilling more oil and stuff so i <laughs> i don't like him i do like the idea of like being like no it's not the economy it's not any we no profits are great yeah we yeah. We, we just don't we just don't we really don't you. like you that <laughs> yeah. much like you, you it is kind personal. Of you gotta it go. is personal it is it's you not us yeah. <laughs> okay so that's pretty exhausting we know shell exhausts us but it's still going Next up is Chipotle. Ari, are you ready for this? No, I haven't actually. It's Chipotle and California. 
Okay. Ooh. So we get a double whammy. So <laughs> Chipotle says it's, quote, definitely going to pass on the cost of California's new $20 fast food minimum wage by hiking menu prices, <laughs> despite posting impressive profits. <laughs> so P- Chipotle's CFO, he's chief financial and administrative officer, which is oh. a position I've not heard of yet. But, and uh, chief janitor, probably. Too. Yeah. yeah. Jack Hartung told investors it's going to be it's going to be a pretty significant increase to our labor this paying people $20 yeah, pay, paying people a living wage is a significant increase even yeah. though the chain's average wages in California are already around 17 which is three times as much oh, the you. national average okay uh, he also goes on to say, we haven't made a decision on exactly what level of pricing we're going to take. It's ch- it's going to be a mid to high single digit price increase. So will, are you willing to spend five to nine dollars more? I am a capitalist at heart. I think you forget this. I recently went to a Chipotle with a friend. I was not eating there. We were picking up dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, picking was, up dinner. I, was, I was near had a Chipotle to, once. Had to caveat yeah. it. I and wore a mask. She, she ordered She ordered bowls, right? They put the least amount of rice I've ever seen. They didn't have black beans or pinto beans. They didn't have beans available. And I, I was like, oh, I bought them all. do you know when are they going to be out soon? Because my friend was just going to like go on and not have beans, which was like the main protein of her thing. And I go, are they going to be out soon? He goes, I don't know, but I can check in back. Like, uh, what, what is this? Well, that, in fairness, so would you pay five that guy was paid $12 an hour. So. Five to $9 more to get a bowl that's like half of the amount of food you should get. Look, you know, this doesn't bother me. This is good news for the workers of California. Go. I, I, I do. I actually, I the hope would be that as food costs increase, first of all, people should get paid a living wage. I'm yep. happy to pay extra money yep. if somebody else gets True. a living wage because the the like we've consolidated the capital in the hands of like mm-hmm. seven people, right? Like so, it would be nice if there was some access to capital that wasn't those seven people. But it doesn't it say like think about what you're listing rice. And beans. beans. I know, so cheap. Make that shit at home. Like maybe, oh. maybe, maybe you cannot go to Chipotle. You can make a big pot of rice and have two cans of beans and you can eat Chipotle at home six days a week. That's true, but I chose this as exhausting as because it reminded me of an article we talked about probably like a month or two back where, where they found out grocery stores, it was in France. They put up signs, they put up like tags on products that were... They were increasing price and making the size yeah, smaller. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's yeah. like everything's being passed. This all of this inflation is being passed on to consumers. Yeah. So this just bother. This is exhausting to me. That why why do the consumers have to pay for this when in Q3 Chipotle's total revenue saw an 11.3 percent increase to 2.5 billion. They raised. They already raised menu prices three percent. They just did that raise, and they posted a twenty one point eight percent jump in net income. Like you make enough money, eat the cost of paying a living wage to your employees. Care about them. It's Please. a drug, Jesse. Before you that keep is your responsibility. Look, they're still cleaning up from the E. coli. So that is I- your responsibility. My God. Okay. Ari shouldn't have to pay for that Chipotle. You should. (laughs) But I will because I'm addicted. (laughs) 
All right, and my last one, this is the one that really gets me going. Apple is considering treating mental health with $3,500 Vision Pro augmented reality headset. There are so many things wrong with this. First of all, Apple, stay in your fucking lane. Stop trying to treat mental health. But also, who do you think can afford? Some people can't even afford therapy prices in the United States, let alone a $3,500 augmented reality headset that... So the argument here is that it is going to diagnose and treat your mental illness by measuring your facial expressions, feelings, emotions, like it is going to like measure your pupils and their dilation and your reactions. It'll detect levels of anxiety and depression, PTSD, other stuff like like this. feels so scary this is the Halloween me. episode that's next week this has to be a joke right but and it's then not it's gonna send it to your employer oh yeah who gets to fire you or charge you more for insurance they're oh. gonna up your premium this is just so wow. scary it's to just me a and conspiracy theory <laughs> with you too but not to mention then regardless of all of that I think that these VR or augmented reality headsets are just going to cause more isolation and contribute negatively to our mental health crisis because loneliness is an epidemic and when you have your headset on pretending to be around other people or like on vacation or whatever you're going to be even more lonely when you yeah. take that thing off so like have we learned nothing everything from that about this is so terrifying to me and like exhausting stop thinking that you can solve these problems you're a good tech company you're not a mental health just come out with your car already okay i need to clip her saying you're a good tech company and just left that on repeat because i don't think i'm ever going to hear that ever again um so your three options are shell boss cuts jobs from that doesn't annoy any of you guys just the low carbon no so so i'll get to it the chipotle (laughs) passing the cost on of uh you know living wages and apple treating mental health with $3,500 Vision Pro augmented (laughs) reality headset. Um, Who wrote that headline and was like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The $3,500 Vision Pro reality headset there are so many steps before you even get to treating mental health that Imagine no one anywhere is going to take. Imagine if insurance that for people Actually, instead of just paying for therapy. I can see a universe in which a therapist buys it and uses it in therapy sessions to do things like simulate, like you're afraid of something, right? Like simulate that experience so that you can learn the tools to get over it. Oh, Oh, now we're all not nuts. Um, That's a therapist. Yeah, I can see a, a world in which a licensed person who actually has experience and expertise might use this as a tool. But I, al- I also can see like no one's going to do that. Like there's no one anywhere unless maybe you like are like you you have a disability where this has incredible value, right? Sure. It's not like going to be for you know, a uh, 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 depressed preteen because they're on social media all day. Dude, because maybe. Trust me, you put that thing on, you you will be more depressed because you look like an idiot. Take it <laughs> off. Like, that's why you're going to be depressed. Um, I, do you have a vote, Ari? Uh, well. <laughs> See, I talked you out of that one. I talk, yeah, It happened. It happened just now. I'm still going to go with Apple. Oh. I'm still gonna do Thank it. Thank you, Ari. Thank I don't, you. I don't like this. Validating me. I don't like this mental health. 
an Apple thing. Uh, I'm going to go with Shell Boss cutting jobs from low carbon division. And, and the reason why I'm going to do that mm-hmm. is the oil and gas industry could give a fuck, right? Like this is, this is as obvious a fuck you forget. Like we dropped our 2050 policy or like uh, saying we're going to pivot away from some of these investments. This is literally like, woo, party's over <laughs> carbon assholes. We're lighting the world on fire. This You're out of here. There's middle finger up. This is, this is walking down the street with your middle finger up saying we could care less we're forget investing in this. We are out to drill, baby, drill. That's what that mm-hmm. is. I mean, I would love to vote against Chipotle or Apple, but I think this is much more of an exhausting F you, which means yeah. you got to break the tie. Okay. Oh, shoot. And there's a right answer here. Oh, shoot. It was no, mine. Pressure. No, I'm going to choose Apple. You know, oh, you know that's the wrong answer. I beat that's, you to it. Yeah, it's the wrong answer. Yeah, that was bias. <laughs> There's a lot of bias there. Which means we are on to the end of this show. Thank God. It's like a seven-hour show. Winners and predictions. Yeah. I did get a uh, a winner from Damien. Who did he pick? Sniffles. <laughs> Because they bought him three days of the Because <laughs> basically, he's been able to not read the news for three days. It's been a good three days. So he put Damien as Damien won the sniffles. Yeah, he did say this morning the sniffles were affecting his eyes from focusing on <laughs> He did say that. That was something say, on Slack. I can't read. Which is not a side effect I've ever no, experienced that's, that's, with sniffles. Maybe he took a decongestant. In the I think he, it will be funny if he just had it's allergies. My yeah, and Yeah, he's been taking... Uh, yeah, the CVS, the stuff he bought at CVS. Well, uh, Ari, who's your winner? I have a not a winner. <laughs> Everyone else but this guy. That's what I have. That's, this is not the yep. segment. Who won the week? My answer is not the guy who took on affirmative action. Oh. <laughs> so, this is one of the thousand uh, headlines I almost included in Goodly of the Week. U.S. court upholds NASDAQ board diversity rule. So a U.S. US appeals court (laughs) upheld this rule on Wednesday. The rule requires companies listed on NASDAQ to have women and minority directors on their boards or explain why they do not. The court rejected lawsuits seeking to block the rule by the National Center for Public Policy Research and the Alliance for Fair Board Recruitment. <laughs> this is a group formed by conservative legal activists. That, that's what they, they gave him as a title, Edward Blum. Basically, the dude was like, let's take down affirmative action. Yeah, he was the affirmative action guy. What I actually, so I just did an event with. Um, a guy from NASDAQ and he talked about this, this ruling and they're cautiously optimistic. They obviously can't say very much, but Uh he pointed out that the rule as it currently is until 2026 is have one person on your board who is a woman or a person of color, LGBTQ, just one. And if you can't find one just say why. What kind of, that's not like, I don't understand what you, the lawsuit could be about, right? Like, it's not exactly like they're mandating that you have one. They're saying like, no, you don't have to have any. You just have to say why. Right, yeah. right. 
like which is bananas. Man up. Which I'm sure they put that there to cover their butts. Jesse, who's your winner this week? I chose deodorant because oh, there were a number of articles along the lines of this. Employees skipped out on personal hygiene when working from home. Now deodorant is the unlikely winner of return to office <laughs> mandate. Honestly. Well, I thought we have been talking that. about that here too. <laughs> Really? Do I well, we've all been collectively sharing Matt's deodorant. <laughs> he doesn't know it, but we've all been using That's the one fine. he keeps on it's his what, it's, it, it's communal deodorant. All right, oh. so... That means um, that's the that is a gross winner of the week. Um, yep. My winner of the week is actually you two. Oh, and here's why: because I didn't know that this was a thing until after I read this article. I have decided to promote you both. <gasps> um, here's the headline: a dry promotion at work. What is it, and why you should accept what it? What is it? A dry so promotion is an extra title and duties with no extra pay. Oh, That's what you boy. got. So you got a dry promotion. In fact, Fox Business News says you should accept it. So congratulations to no. you two. And of course, piggybacking Fox on the businesses. deodorant one, you stay dry and you are dry. You get a dry promotion. It's Everything's dry and clean your and nice. Your pockets are and, dry, but your armpits are also dry. So everybody's a Brought winner. Brought to you by secret. Um, all right, predictions. <laughs> Damien had no predictions except that he probably won't get better until next uh, summer. Next month. Um, uh, Ari, any predictions? Yep. I saw a bunch of articles uh, talking about toy companies and they're crying inflation which means by now pay later this is their time to shine. Oh, the look at that's actually a legitimate prediction. So, you know. Christmas is the buy now pay later season anyway. Yep. All right. Yep. What, uh, what do you got? I don't have one. What? I don't have one. <laughs> it's just three of us. You couldn't come up. Here's here's my prediction. And this will get us this will get us out of this show. My prediction is Leon Cooperman, Bill Ackman, and the billionaire diaper babies who are the conservative um, uh, class of diaper babies. They commission a research paper on who to be outraged at after reading this headline. A gay Israeli soldier says he's going to fly the LGBTQ plus flag on his tank while fighting Hamas. Ooh. What do you do about that? Plot twist. It's a conundrum. You're, you're pro-Israel and you hate everybody who says anything that you don't think, but, but you're, you're also not really for the gays, and this is a gay Israeli fighting Hamas. Their brains just exploded. That's our show. That was Jesse the Money Whisperer and Ari the Data Queen. I am your analyst, Holm Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. The show is sponsored by freefloatanalytics.com. You can go there. You can get a bunch of the data we talked about today. But we'll be back next week. I guess we have a Halloween episode on Monday. If you don't, spooky. yeah, it'll be spooky. It'll be all things that should scare you. Until then, as if this show didn't do it. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.